0: I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome,
1: everyone, to Simulation Nation, your reality. portal to all things reality. virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at Altspace every week, and we have a fancy new world, so you got to come check it out. Uh, you can join us from your PC or VR headset, just log into to Altspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. For our world builders of Altspace 12, we are joined by a prolific OG whose multitude of worlds are fan favorites here in Altspace. Love of nostalgia and pop culture oozes through the fabric of the metaverse itself, his creations uh, of Disney, Star Wars classics, uh, and a bunch of other things. If you are a seasoned world builder or a nude looking for hot alpha, this is your ticket. Please give a warm emoji welcome, Captain Jack. Okay.
0: Thank you, Johnny. Wonderful to be here tonight.
1: Well, cool. I, uh, I, I, I love that you're here. And I also should say that your other voice, so your, your username is The Voice Guy. And yes. uh, and so you sometimes go by the voice guys, sometimes by Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow and anyone who's listening yes. to the podcast who's only listening to your voice will understand why you have an incredible voice. Are you a professional voice actor?
0: Yes, I've been doing voiceovers for about 30 years now.
1: Wow. So you do voice acting uh, for, for, is it for TVs? Is it for movies? Is it for, what is it No,
0: for? mostly for radio. I do a lot of sponsor tags for different events, so on and so forth. Uh, if they don't want to have the uh, DJ or MZ have to just keep repeating the same sponsor tags every 15 minutes. It's easier for it to just record them and then just play them every 15 minutes. So that's pretty much what I specialize in. And storytelling as well. Um, I recently did a... Uh, a more or less a dialogue for the Queen Mary. Uh, they had a huge pirate event and they needed someone to do a, a really good pirate character. Uh, very similar to the, uh, they wanted a cross between Barbosa and Long John Silver, kind of the two combined together to do a very kind of eerie storytelling type of uh, situation, which was about a 20 minute story that was all pre-recorded. That was to go with a pirate battle that they had on ship with, uh, I think it was the the ship called. I think it was called the uh, Americana. I think it was, and they had like wow. a, an actual battle, and that was pretty funny. An actual battle between the Queen Mary luxury liner and a, and a small sailing ship going by.
1: <laughs> it was pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. <clears throat> well, that's amazing. So, do you do you do like voice impersonations and things like that? Are you going to give us a little bit of <clears throat> a, a, a show or uh, or what? Or do you oh. just do like Captain Jack or or what?
0: When I'm, because actually I used to play Captain Jack at Disney. I was there for two years playing Jack Sparrow. Uh, I also used to be a Beetlejuice at Universe Studios. So I played Beetlejuice for almost three years, which actually was a lot more fun because uh, Disney, your hands are very tied in what you can do uh, because it's very family-friendly and you have to really watch your P's and Q's. But at Universal, when I played Beetlejuice, it was the only thing I did not, or was not able to do was curse. But other than that, I was allowed to be as vulgar as possible because that's what the character mm-hmm. means. He was a very vulgar character. So I got to have a lot more free range, which was a lot more fun. So it was like, hey, come on, want we'll to show those over here, you know? And I'd be like this all day long. And So I'd been character from, the minute I got out, uh, you know, out on amongst people. So it was the mean Greek character. So I got to actually oh. walk around, hold hands with people and, and mess with them constantly. When I played Jack Sparrow, we were constantly with a lead and the lead would be supervising everything we were doing and people would line up just to come over, take a picture, sign a log graph, so on and so forth. And it just it got to the point where um what had happened was this is kind of funny. Um Jack was getting hit on by too many women and they felt it was very inappropriate. So oh they kind of got rid of the they got rid of the character for a little while, but then they brought they brought the character back but in a whole different aspect it was they called it pirate school and you had to actually pay to meet Jack Sparrow so they figured, well if people have to pay no one's going to be inappropriate which is pretty much true but uh, when it was the kind of a free-for-all uh, we would get the Jack Sparrows would get hit on constantly uh, even to the point where we'd be offered room keys and, and I'm like you do realize we are characters <laughs> we're not the real right. person but it, it was still it was right. all fun
1: right. Crazy! I, it's, I I hear a little bit of. I think that that sounds coming from your. Maybe it's your apartment. You're in the real world somewhere. There's there's dishes going on back there's, there. Hopefully,
0: it's <laughs> puppies playing. <laughs> puppies, Nice. There.
1: Well, we actually didn't plan this, but as you see behind you here, we did oh, it, this hey, we do this thing. We have it. a picture of you playing Beetlejuice. That's so me. There you have it. <clears throat> yeah, that's you. That's you in the real world. Uh, and that's exactly what you look like.
0: Uh, yes that's our story only only in makeup only in makeup
1: so i yeah, that was, so i love that was, yeah i i love going to all your worlds there's so much nostalgia there's so much fun obviously so i had a few guesses as to maybe you know uh you know you probably grew up in the 80s that's like first guess mm-hmm. maybe it's yes. right uh probably mm-hmm. in southern california it feels to me like how am i doing yes yes doll Got it. So because I was like, it just, it felt very much like this is a guy who went to Disneyland a lot and, and like really enjoyed all of those experiences and were recreating them out of pure love in the metaverse uh, in alt space here and love that. And we'll get into that uh, in a second. We'll get into your specific projects, but I'd love to find out, uh, uh, you know, a little bit more about your backstory, back your origin story. So how did you sort of get into all of this sort of pop culture stuff in Disneyland? And then how did that lead into virtual reality?
0: Well, uh, of course, it started with playing characters at amusement parks, that's where it all started from. <clears throat> and then, of course, from there doing a lot of Comic Cons and Star Con and all the different cons going, you know, going full character. And, and that was always a lot of fun. You know, any kind of cosplay is always a lot of fun. Um, I grew up in the 80s doing movies, TV, so on and so forth. Back in the 80s, as young performers, we were all about whatever we could do to get exposure. It didn't matter if it was TV, it didn't matter if it was movies, just as long as you got exposure. So I appeared in movies like Xanadu, Breaking 1 and 2, uh, Roller Boogie. Um, I was also one of the Jack Sparrows that they used in the third movie at World's End. What they did, they had a huge warehouse out in Palmdale. They green screened the whole place and they brought in a replica of the black pearl and what they had is they, they just all had all of us Jack bros from disney all in full costume run around the ship uh doing uh their it was called block and measurements and uh, in other words we were running around the ship and then later on they'd remove us and then they cgi johnny depp into the scene uh-huh. and he he shot all his scenes in london we shot our scenes in palmdale <laughs> so oh. uh but at least you know we still had a chance to say that hey we were part of the movie so that was fun even though we, we didn't yeah. work with any other actors it was just us guys just nine of us guys from disney that worked as jack sparrows and um so that was a lot of fun that is and uh, i'm cool. also <clears throat> i'm also the founder of pirates for chalk and it's a organization that i brought together To bring the actors and performers from the movie Pirates of Caribbean to entertain the children of Chalks Hospital, and we did that five years in a row. And every year it got bigger and bigger. More of the actors from the movie wanted to get involved. Of course, we always tried to get Johnny Depp involved, but every time we did it, he was always in Europe doing something, so he's never able to do it. But he did, kind of in a a funny way. His people, his I guess his publicist said, "Look, you know, we can't have this guy that." plays you doing things that you should be doing and um because i'd show up at the hospital as jack sparrow and um, then suddenly johnny has suddenly got a, his own organization called johnny's angels which is kind of mm-hmm. funny because he started like two years after i started doing it but it's still it's it's all for the children it doesn't matter who started it as long as you know we were there to entertain the children and that was a lot of fun so <clears throat> We, uh, like I said, every year just got more and more of the actors. Once they heard that, like this actor, that actor got involved, they all wanted to get involved. It's like, no, we want, we all want to go to the hospital. We all want to see the children, and it was just a day to be able to say, hey, you know, we got to make the children smile and laugh. And a lot of these children had cancer or other things that were very debilitating. That uh, you know. Hinder their life as a normal life, and we just wanted to bring a little normalcy to them, and and see them smile, and just bring a little happiness to them, even if it was just for a day. So,
1: oh, no, that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's a it's a great mission, and I, I love that because I had no idea that you were yawned in old space uh, had anything to do with Captain Jack uh, besides maybe loving the movies. So it's it's really. It's fascinating to hear that you have a small part to do in the movies and then also we're doing these charity events. It's really great. Um, Is this a, up here? Are you also a DJ? Because I feel like uh this is a, some kind of a DJ booth or something like that. Off base on that? Actually,
0: yes. I was actually working at Tony Roma's, and that was actually uh, me actually DJing as Beetlejuice at the Tony Roma's at Universal Studios. So yes, I was actually DJing at that time. So oh, during cool. Halloween, everybody wanted to have Beetlejuice as their DJ. Right.
1: So yeah, that, that I bet. It was a lot That'd of fun. Well, that's what cool. we... Yeah, we have another DJ here, of course, Celeste, who was uh, on it's our Celeste, show a while ago. And Reed Blower and Iceland London Fog, Blake Rose. If anyone has any questions, please use the raise hand option and uh, uh, we will take that. Or if you just want to raise Captain Jack for all of his worlds and things like that. So, okay. So we had... you you you're doing all this sort of work in the real world. Uh, how did you make the bridge into VR? <sighs>
0: Well, my mother, actually, um, my, uh, not my mother, uh, uh, some relatives, actually, uh, of mine, kind of grandchildren, grandsons, had a VR, and I kind of experienced it, and oh, that's really cool. And that was rather fun, and kind of put it on, and that was kind of, this like four years ago, and um, my wife noticed that I was having, you know, got a big kick out of it, so next thing I know, for my birthday, she gets me a, an Oculus so you know i got the Oculus and i started kind of bopping around in vr and i got kind of hooked on um how was it um to youtube 360 and i just love traveling to, like different locations and seeing everything in 360. scuba diving you know doing i mean everything in 360 it was, it was beautiful and then somebody introduced me to AltSpace, and i can't remember who it was but it was, I, I think i was playing some game like uh, uh what it was one of those shooting type games and someone said hey you should try uh, uh, uh space and then uh, so I went there and kind of experimented and learned that you could build and I remember my first experience building it was very comical it was uh, I didn't understand scale and so I'm building things. And then I realized everything I was building was giant. <laughs> so, you know, as you go up to like a door, you would like, Oh, okay. I know this, this door is like 80 feet tall, but you know, when you, when you're building, you don't really understand the concept mm. of size. So, you know after months and months of kind of practice and everything i started getting better and better and i learned how to start using unity and creating my own assets and everything to bring the kits and bring start you know developing out my, my own templates and everything and i'm still everything's still a learning you know i'm learning everything as i go and and i've learned from a lot of the, the greats out there like mark gill and people like that they're just fantastic and you know and i've met so many wonderful people here on all space that are not only very talented but also very giving which is wonderful so you know i have really you know kind of found that uh, there's so many artistic people out there that are willing to kind of share their ideas and not only share their ideas but also share their assets and stuff like that with you to even you know make your world better and i'll bring a perfect example someone like sam wise he's such a wonderful man and he's helped me a lot with the kind of like bringing stuff back because i hadn't updated my unity yet and talked with him so i i'm updated with my unity and i can you know anything you have and that you had that's still kind of like just in a, more or less in a box just waiting he goes i'll Put it back together for you and we'll get you back up and going so so yeah sam wise was a wonderful guy about doing that kind of stuff and other people do there's so many people like there's uh, i can't even, uh, daisy shaw i mean I, I it's endless i'd have to sit here for hours just mention all the the great wonderful people here on all space that are so wonderful and you know, about sharing ideas and, and and all kinds of things here right on all space so really and Celeste i'm sorry i didn't mean to stop there i, I remember no. that um uh, Mike was telling me that he, he helped you out not too long ago with one of your gigs that you did on the beach was because you were telling me that you did a lot of uh, silent discos on the beach, and Mike was telling me that he helped you with the, some equipment or something. He moved some stuff, and you said you're you're a wonderful person. So from DJ Loot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's DJ Celeste does uh, some stuff in Venice Beach. And um, actually, you know, it's funny enough, I first found out about Altspace, believe it or not, in Venice Beach. So I went to a a virtual reality event uh, right on the boardwalk and there was like this booth or something that they were talking about Altspace. So I actually found out about Altspace in the real world and then kind of came in here. So it's kind of crazy. Oh, funny. Um, Yeah. And of course you're talking about Mark Gill. We know him as Carnivore. He was our episode two, our episode three, and then Daisy Shaw was our episode two. So we, a lot of people in here, I'm curious, you know, I'm always, I'm always interested to know, I mean, this, this takes a lot of work. You don't get paid for it. So what drives you to, to make these worlds?
0: Uh, In the beginning, it was the start of the COVID lockdown. And because I'm a DJ by trade and, um, you know, I, I do, um, I work for the Suboba Casino. I also work for uh, I do the country line dancing on Wednesday nights up in Big Bear a at, uh, at the convention center and of course weddings and so on, and so forth on, we, on the weekends. And when COVID hit, everything kind of stopped, just stopped. So I'm like, well, it's uh, thank God I have a, a good savings account. And <laughs> you know, I've got some money backing me up and I, I can kind of take a year off and just kind of, you know, but and because we weren't able to go out and do things that we want to do and and my wife and i both love disneyland i thought you know i'm gonna get my you know try my hand out of actually building disneyland here in old space and that's Mm. what kind of drove me so i spent almost nine months really creating disneyland the the park the rides and so on so forth, with the sole idea of just for this for the same idea of the kind of show people that, okay, you can't, maybe you can't go to Disneyland, but you can here in VR. And I did just for the sheer enjoyment of knowing people could go in there and just kind of reminisce and, and just bring back some memories and just kind of open their eyes that, you know, you don't have to leave your home to still enjoy life. And that's what pretty much drove me. And, uh, it wasn't about money. It wasn't about anything. It was just just for the sheer joy of just building and hearing people were happy when they went in and, and they said, Oh, so enjoyed this. And it brought back some fond memories. And, yeah, you know, to me, that's, that's my payment.
1: So. Um, yeah, Absolutely. That's amazing. No, I, I, I feel that when I go into those worlds, you play the, that, the, the Walt Disney theme song, and it just feels like, Oh my God, like I teleported back to when I was a kid and seeing all of the different rides, we, you know, we'll get into some of that stuff uh in in just a second here so um I, I i did feel that so you are succeeding at that and obviously your worlds are, are sort of blockbusters very popular here and as a matter of fact one of the um earlier worlds i ever went into was the star tours world when i first mm. arrived in alt space um, because it's just so it was you actually have the assets from the real ride and you've recreated yeah. the whole thing and it just teleports you right back so it's really really cool mm. um yeah
0: Yeah, um, I was lucky. I was very lucky because a very dear friend of mine is in production over there, the Burbank Studios, and she was able to get a hold of an original film copy of the original ride because the reason why she was able to get it mm -hmm. for me was because... It's no longer being used it's it's kind of like archived and they yeah. don't really care because it's not being played anymore and she goes well i can get you a copy of it and i was, well, it's wonderful okay mm-hmm. and then i think justin mm-hmm. uh, who also is from B, uh, uh you know bcr uh took the video for me and then kind of enhanced it and made it look a little bit better because it is kind of old it was literally made back in 87 and it was made on film not on it was not hd so So that's why when you go in, it looks looks a little blurry, but it's still, it's still wonderful. It looks fantastic. And it was the the original actual film that was used on the ride. And uh, so that's why uh, I was lucky enough to get a hold of that. And uh, absolutely.
1: It's gotta be the original. You can't be you can't be the George Lucas who's reinventing his movies and recutting his yeah. movies four years later. You gotta see the original with the original effects exactly. and the original music. That's that's the fun of it. So
0: And it's so uh, funny because there's so many things about that that a lot of people have no idea about. And one of the things that I always love telling people is that if you if, if you're an old Disney person, you would you know remember back before Star Tours there was adventures through inner space. And it always cracked me up because the kind of the bulk of the ride look like you're going into a giant spark plug and Mm. that giant spark plug is actually part of star tours if a lot of people don't even realize it's there but as you go on the ride and as the ride makes the wrong left hand turn goes to the maintenance bay and then crashes to the barrier and then kind of falls downward then kind of goes around to the right if you look to your right you can actually see the actual giant spark plug thing from adventures through inner space and they left it there just for a kind of a homage to that ride because it's no longer there. It was taken over by Star Tours, but mm. you know a lot of people don't even realize that that's there. So just kind of like a little cool, little trivia about Star mm. Tours.
1: Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, well, let's let's get into some of these slides here because I, I do have uh, some before we get to the Disneyland park, which is this other one, which is super, super fun. Uh, yeah, really Yes. Yeah, so, Roller derby. Um, oh, no, roller for anyways, yeah, anyways, listening yeah, on the podcast, way. you got to check out our YouTube channel, The Simulation Nation, and you'll be able to see all the slides there. We'll post it, we'll post links to it all. Uh, but maybe you can tell us a little bit about the inspiration of this world. This world is just pure fun, it's just like pure summer fun
0: yeah well what inspired me to do that i used to be a venice roller skater so i used to spend a lot of my time in venice roller skating Mm -hmm. and along with a lot of my old crew um Mm -hmm. back then i i appeared in a movie oh this is back in the well late 70s and i was 17 years old so that kind of shows you my age and Mm -hmm. i appeared in a movie called xanadu and i was lucky enough to be one of the skaters that got in the scene with gene kelly at the very end of the movie and I was wearing a, a very easy spot, I'm kind of a tall, slender kid with long sleeve blue shirt on. I, I can't miss me. I'm pretty much almost right directly behind Jean Kelly. You can see me in that movie. Uh, I was wow. one of the hundreds of skaters that was in Roller Booyah with Linda And then later on, some years down the road, we did break in one and two. And uh, just wow. recently, just last year, actually about a year and a half ago, we lost Shabadoo. Uh, to COVID, which was very sad, and it uh, was mm. so unexpected because we just saw a video on Facebook. I'm feeling much better, and then he passed That's away. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, very sad that we lost Shab. And um, I just kind of look back and some of the pictures and stuff of the gang, and uh, it's just it's inevitable. We're all getting older because I'm I'm going to be sixty, and most of my other dancers are all in their mid sixties. Because I was one of the younger ones back in the day when we were doing breaking, and, and um so most of the older dancers are all they're all in their 60s. So you know we're all getting older, and and, and the sad thing about it because yeah. of COVID we have lost a lot of loved ones. So it's so sad. But, but yeah, uh, that that's was... that's what inspired me to do the the roller boogie was my Venice yeah. Beach days, and I tried to make sure there's plenty of good music in there from the '80s that we used to dance to down in Venice and skate to. And uh, yeah. so yes, that's that's that was my inspiration.
1: That's amazing. I'm I, look. I, this is I, I. I've always I've always shocked. I love doing this show just because I get to meet people like you and find out stories behind these worlds. And there's always a fascinating story. And this is definitely one of them. That's really really crazy. And that was you know you're talking about that was before inline skating too, right? That was like mm-hmm. old school roller skates. Like that was like the yeah. old school Venice. That's like you could have bumped into Arnold at Muscle Beach at that period.
0: Oh yeah, actually we used to get all. Of it. I mean. We also uh, did a, the video, the Gap Van videos, uh, Party Train down there, and believe it or not, a lot of people don't realize that there's an old couple that is kind of like they're supposed they're supposed to be an old couple, and they get asked to come in and they like dance in the rink or in in the boxing ring. That old guy, believe it or not, is Tom Cruise. Okay. If you watch watch the video, watch the watch the Party Train video. Watch the old guy that's walking with the old woman and they get up on the floor and they start doing their dance. That's Tom Cruise. And then you also can look in there and there's Eddie Murphy in the audience doing his Stevie Wonder. And also wow. in the audience is also Jean-Claude Van Damme. So there was a whole, before there were celebrities, but they were all in that video. And a lot of people don't even really realize wow. it. So... Wow. Yeah, another crazy. little bit of really cool trivia because actually Tom Cruise never even talked about it. But if you watched the way he dances, he, looked, he dances exactly the same way in the movie. Um, what was the movie with Ben Stiller? Perfect Thunder. He played, yeah, yeah. He danced wow. exactly the same way. You go, oh, my God, he's even doing the same moves. So wow. just watch it go, yep, that's Tom Cruise. Uh, so yeah, it, it, back in the day. Oh, uh, when I, I did a show called Put on the Hits back in the 80s and I went against a certain gentleman, and I beat him. But... Some years later, he won an Oscar. So <laughs> I kind of think he beat me. Ah, so and... it was Cuba, Cuba Good Jr. And we, no uh, we were on putting, yeah, we did put on the hits together. Jerry um, Yes, I did the song, Born in Selle with a friend of mine, Christopher, and Cuba and his friend Stephen did Dougie Fresh, the show. And I think, the only, I thought he did fantastic, but I think the only reason why he didn't win was because him and his buddy, we dressed very bummy. They look like like they got their clothes from Salvation Army. And then me and Christopher, we were wearing like glittery suits and stuff. So we look very flashy. So I think just because we look flashy, you know, we, we beat them. But like I said, now I might've been a flashy suit, but now he has a golden idol, which is,
1: I think Trump. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah. He was doing doing all right. Um, Oh yes. For for the world builders out there, you have some really interesting assets and some very cool floor effects and there's lights and there's flashing lights. Do You have any Mm -hmm. tips as to how to do this stuff? Obviously it's, you, you mentioned unity. Um, This is something you would have to be doing in unity.
0: Um, Most of the kids nowadays, if you, if you come on here and you join all the groups, i mean just go in and join all the groups you'll get access to all of these assets and i can't even tell you who's built who actually create all the assets like the smoke is a big there's people like andy daisy shaw there's of course mark and you know there's just so many people have you know that share their assets through the groups so most of the stuff I, i use is just the assets that are in the the group assets so the different effects the different you know it just you know what i do is i kind of go in there and and look and if i can't find if i if there's something i really 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 want then i will create in unity but most of the stuff nowadays if you join all the groups you can find all of these wonderful assets that are shared so wonderfully by all these people right there in your own kits
1: wait and, where uh, where are these groups what do you mean groups in alt space are you talking yes, uh, outside? groups in
0: space. so when you go into alt space you go on your computer and then you click there's a part says groups join every group and i mean and you're joining you're joining mark's group you're joining artsy's group oh artsy another great 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 very very talented young lady you're joining all their groups and they share their assets if you're part of their group so then you have access to all of their assets to to use to build worlds and your imagination is Endless. You can create just about anything. Because but of course, you have to also, you know, you have to be careful about how much you use, because of course you don't want to make your world too heavy, because when people come in there, it'll just glitch or you'll just crash. So I always I'm very careful about how big I make my worlds. I think I think the biggest world is of course the Pirates Caribbean. And but because I build it so big and it's so spread out, it doesn't it doesn't glitch. It's I, I always tell people, if you're going to build a world with a lot of like MREs and a lot of you know a lot of things out of kits, mm-hmm. build the world bigger. Because if you make it really tight and you have everything all in one area, you're going to glitch. It's going to make everybody glitch mm-hmm. when they come in. Because what it is, it's your view of sight is your processor is processing so much of what you're seeing and it just makes mm-hmm. everything very glitchy. But if you mm. use all the same assets, but you spread it out into a much bigger world, you're not going to get those glitch. So, hmm. It just it just kind of stands to reason.
1: Yeah, interesting. Very cool tip. All right, cool. Um, well, we'll have to get every. We'll have to find out how to get into these groups and put it in the show notes. Some kind of link or some kind of uh, way for people can find that because that sounds really great. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we've got here, uh, your Disneyland, uh, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you, sort of already told us a little bit about your, your, uh, ideas behind that, but you have like, how many worlds are interconnected to your Disneyland hub world?
0: 10, 10 Disney themed worlds connected with the, so uh, it, every one of them has a theme, to, you know, like the Pirates of the Caribbean, Star Tours, the Submarine Voyage, the Tom Sawyer's Island with the Pirates Lair, the Adventures of the Inner Space, the um, New Star Tours, the Rise of the Resistance, Captain EO, and the Aladdin's Cave of Wonders. Uh, the, everyone has a Disney theme to it. Um, it's kind of funny. I had a complaint from somebody. I'm not even really sure who they were, but they were saying that I, sh- I shouldn't call them rides because you don't really ride. So, well, actually, you do. The Star Tours is actually a ride, but Yes, yeah, so you don't actually, you're not really moving, but you can sit on your sofa and, and still visually looks like a ride. But I think she was meaning the parts Caribbean that you don't actually get in a boat and ride it through. I said, well, d- use your imagination. <laughs> you know." Yeah, yeah. Um, you kind of do. You know, just, yeah, you just use your imagination, just kind of float through and pretend that you're in a boat. But luckily, Mr. Prime was nice enough to donate one of his kayaks so you could actually put a kayak on and, and float through the river. And, and, you know, so I said, okay, you got a boat. And, uh, but actually, I'm thinking, Me and Samwise were talking. I think Samwise is going to actually create an actual boat that actually connects us to that's very similar to the boat that you'd ride in the Mm -hmm. real ride. So it'd just be a Mm -hmm. part of you, it'd attach to you, and then you'd float around the Pirates Caribbean in that boat, which would be fine. And uh, it'd it'd look a little better than a kayak. So, yeah.
1: Right. Although the kayak was super fun. And I always say everything yeah. in old space and all of VR right now, you just have to use sort of like 30% imagination. That's it's mm-hmm. like if you could bring imagination into the mix, everything is the greatest thing ever. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, um, and I don't, I don't mind doing that. But I, yeah, I guess I get it.
0: Yeah, that, that's the way I built the worlds. I mean, a lot of it is just you know imagination. I I never claimed that it was the exact replica. It just it's it's my interpretation of you know the ride here in VR, and visually, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, and and that was my whole idea was putting together something that would be visually fun, and, and especially bring back memories, and you know that's why the way I, I made the roller boogie. I'm not playing a lot of there's there's some current music in there, but not super current. But most of it is from like the '80s, because that's mm-hmm. that's the time I was skating in Venice was during the '80s, and I wanted to bring back those memories. And you know, if you look in the in the far background, you can see San Monica Pier, and, and it's very it's got a very yeah. Venice Beach feel to it. So um, that was the whole idea that I wanted to you know come up with with, with that roller boogie. And Absolutely. I get so many people complimenting, and saying, "Oh my God, it does remind them so much of Venice Beach and Santa Monica." It bring once again, just it's there to bring back memories.
1: Yeah. Well, even I mean, the even, even the me. fact yeah. that it kind of has the skate park, right? Like right, maybe before it was a skate park, it has those grooves and the divots. Yeah,
0: yeah, because you could actually, if you know what you're doing, you could actually go under the floor and you could skate on that. Oh, wow. Half the, As you can skate on the half pipe, And it, you know, as you're skating, you're actually, you know, going up and back and forth on the half pipe below the actual clear floor. So um, I don't tell a lot of people that, but you, it, people, they figured it out. So you can okay. actually go under the, the place of glass top. And it's a lot of fun.
1: Oh. There you go. We got the exclusive tip right here, right now. That's right, Black Rose yes. and Ray and Parfunkel. If you guys had any uh, any thoughts or questions for um, for Captain Jack, uh, please use the raise hand option, and we will uh, take it. In the meantime, we'll keep moving along here. Uh, and so we've got uh, Star Tours, which you mentioned, which I love the of uh, the actual asset from Burbank Studios. That makes it all the better. Mm-hmm. I was literally at Burbank Studios today. I, I don't know where they keep these uh i don't know where they keep all this stuff but it's it's a pretty big building and there's a lot of different corridors with,
0: with yeah shirts. there's a lot of buildings there a lot of buildings i mean there's the big main building with the seven dwarfs up on top of the building and then there's a lot of the, the smaller buildings okay. that all the production people work out of you know there's just hundreds and hundreds of offices out there uh yeah. my friend uh Bess was she was uh, like i said in production and and she just did a lot of everything. I mean, it could, some of it was animation, some of it was film production. She worked a lot on the Pirates of Caribbean movies and stuff and, you know, different production things. And she also handled, you know, a lot of um, like hiring the assistants and stuff for certain actors, like for Bill Nye and people like that. And, you know, she made sure that uh, that they all had their people to assist them for, you know, in every aspect during the production of the movies so mm-hmm. and she was able to get like i said it get a hold of that copy for me i just i was so thankful i was like yeah. oh this is a godsend because it really I, I found a lot of stuff on youtube but most of them was like people with video cameras you know and, and right. kind of pointing at the yeah, screen right. it, it always looked, it never looked clean you know, it just looked you know right. all jostling jumping around and everything and i'm like, no i need something cleaner you and know, so and then exactly. these ones are actually the new versions of this production i'm not sure who actually did this production But um, it was very well done because it was kind of, it went back and forth. It was kind of like part was with the person with the camera and then it would go back into the original production of the actual ride. As you can see, it was Mm. HD and just, and if it's so perfectly in the window. So, so yeah, that looked looked very, very, you know, it looked good.
1: Right. So there's, how many variations do you have though? You have the original star tours from what 1982 or 83 and then you have the new one and you have Rise of the Resistance, which is really, really new. How many variations are there?
0: Uh, well, in the same kind of ship, I did the uh, Star Tours 87 version, the new Star Tours, which is about 13 minutes long, because it's all the new ones all kind of combined into one ride. And then the Rise of Resistance, actually, I found that on, it was actually originally a 360 video on YouTube, I found. And it was just, I didn't, I didn't, I'd removed the 360 wave of using it, just kind of just a forward view now, but... It was very, very well done, whoever produced it. And I just use that for the uh, rise resistance. So in other words, for anybody who hasn't had a chance to go to Disneyland and see it, it's the actual whole ride from beginning to end. And it just uh, it's a beautiful version of it. And it's more or less just a video. It's not really, you know, parts of it when you go into like when you're up in the ship, it really kind of feels like you're moving around and stuff and kind of visually looks like it. But other than that it was just a YouTube video. And then I found a wonderful production of Adventures Through Inner Space, which is actually a. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somebody's rendition that was just done on PC, but I thought it was beautifully done because they got the real audio, and whoever did the production did a spectacular job because everything is so detailed. Because I don't know if you're old enough to to remember Star Adventures Through Inner Space, but it was. When we were young we called it the makeout ride because it was a very slow dark ride and you'd go in and as young couples you'd go in there and kind of make out in the ride because it was like you know a dark ride and it was it was like a 10-minute long ride and it was you know great for couples to go and have a great time and um but uh so Funny. whoever you know whoever made that production did an amazing job because every little detail is in there even the monsanto monsanto commercial and the pictures and everything from the 60s Everything is there and i was so impressed i don't i have to do a little investigating to find who actually created that video because they did a great job right. and um and then there's um of course Captain EO, I've got a, a wonderful version of that. Which the original version was three D, but then I found a version that wasn't three D to make it a
1: little bit easier. And yeah, we haven't planned right this. There. I just happen to be having exactly the slide that you are talking about coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Before we get before we get Captain EO's, let's. Uh, Parfocal has something to say, so let's let uh, let's see what Parfocal has, and then we'll go straight into Captain EO here because I love to, I want to talk about that. Parfocal, how's it going? <laughs> great, great, great. <laughs> Well, sorry if, I, if I'm, I'm sorry to be late. I think it's a great, great uh, topic to talk about.
0: Uh, again, I'm, I'm new to all space, so um, I'm very interested in, in discovering all of these different uh, worlds. And I'm having difficulty. I, I almost access everything through the, the Quest 2 here. Um, but I'm wondering how do I find worlds that I think are probably out there, but it doesn't appear unless I'm. Blind a uh, search function to be able to find worlds that I don't already know about, or somehow are lifted up to be um,
1: highlighted. So, would you let me know that? Sure, thanks, for Fungel. Can I take that, Dr. Uh, Jack?
0: Well, there's a couple ways. Um, Typically, it's it's not. Unfortunately, AltSpace has not made it easy for you to do it while you're on your quest to actually search for worlds. But that's not saying that there isn't a way. Um, okay, the easiest way is to go on your PC and and load AltSpace onto your PC, and there is a search bar to search worlds. But with that said, there isn't. There is actually a. An asset that's called World Search, and I have it set up in my Disneyland. So if you go into my Disneyland, right next to the entrance, when you first come in, you'll see a portrait of Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse holding hands right there in the middle of the park. And right next to it, there's a natural thing. This is World Locator, so you can click on it and you could type in, uh, you know, what you're, what you, you know, say if you're looking for anything with the word pirates in it, then every world here in All Space will come up right in front of your face with the word pirates in it. So if you're looking for a word, are you looking for a world that has anything to do with surfing? You know, you type in surfing and then every world that, that would have anything to do with the word surfing will come up. And if there's a hundred, all hundred will come up. So th- those are the two ways to find worlds. But the quickest way, like I said, is to go on your PC, click on worlds, and then there is a search bar that you can search for worlds just with keywords. So that's probably your quickest way. And then once you find the world on your PC, you can actually click on it and then favorite it. So that when you when you come back in, it'll be in your favorites.
1: Another way, of course, is to find someone like Captain Jack and search their name. And then all of their uh, yeah. worlds will come up. And so <laughs> uh, luckily, Captain Jack will take us to some today, but uh, you can do that on your own as well. So you could just favorite all of Captain Jack's worlds. And then when you come into VR, you can go to your favorite section and you'll be able to see it all. Um, Mm -hmm. All right, Captain Eos, this is something that's like, this brings me right back. So to to answer your question, I actually grew up on the East Coast. I was, I did go to, I was into Disney World, but I believe Mm -hmm. we had Captain Eos at Disney World because I remember being a kid and being like, wow, Francis Coppola is doing this with George Lucas and it's so expensive. It was, I think it was like Mm -hmm. the most expensive movie ever made. And for me to remember that from like my childhood years must have been like really (laughs) uh, impactful Mm -hmm. that I really wanted to see Michael Jackson, you know, George Lucas, Francis Coppola of a movie, uh, and this was it. And so you you somehow found that footage as well. Uh, yeah, that it, yeah, was that in the same package as this other friend that helped you, or was this something else?
0: Actually, it was Bess also helped me with that one as well? you so got me a copy of it, and because Disneyland they're they're no longer using anymore, I guess they're still using it in Florida, but not at Disneyland in Anaheim. So she was able to give me a copy of it. But not, like I said, I, I told her I didn't want the three the three version, but nowadays the 3d version probably would have been really good because you play 3d movies here in all space now and um they have the ability to right. you know actually play them but only problem is you can only play them through a web projector and i don't really like using web projector because uh, you know i just i have more control over it when i can do it as just a media player and then just have it play when people come in and, you know i'm not really worried about people changing things and stuff because with the uh, uh some of the ones they have in there now because i know they have some wonderful world to play 3d movies you know, some people will be in there watching a movie, and then suddenly someone else come in they'll change it. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, so I'd rather not have you know people do that and that's you know I'm sure they'll correct that sometime in the future but, but how you know, I, unfortunately do you have a tec-
1: yeah, sorry, I do have a technical question about that though, so how when you go into those worlds, they automatically play regardless so do you have that actually playing on a uh a, a browser on your pc in the background and then when people come well, in it's there
0: it's it's in the alt it, i use the alt space multimedia player so i pre you know i pre insert it here through the the multimedia player and then i can either set it up so that people can like they can like fast or like you know click the next one like in the roller disco in the roller boogie uh, i've got like i think 27 songs in there and people can kind of kind of bop and say, oh, I like that one. And then, you know, I kind of prefer people not do that because there might be a group of people that are enjoying certain songs and some people, you know, they'll go in there and start changing it and, like, oh, we like that song. You know what, cheated? But still, it, it's not that that big of a deal. So, yes, right. the the multimedia player is works best for those type of rides because some people use web browsers. Some people use uh, the Ben player. Uh, but once again, very limited for what they can do
1: so it's preloaded, and you don't need to um have a browser over anything like not like no, the web projector no, got it, got it. no not like the web projector um, no right right right. yeah so 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 the interestingly enough i hadn't seen this movie since i was probably i don't know eight years old or something like that and mm-hmm. um, it's pretty bad <laughs> in the sense <laughs> that like, mm-hmm. it's good for the, the act, bad the for acting, production value of today yeah standards. the
0: acting is um, michael jackson with a great dance and a great performer but as an actor he was extremely extreme subpar.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you know, um, speaking of rides, we had the next one here, of course, is the Aladdin ride, which, uh, yes. now that I think about it, we should have got some rollerblades in here for you guys, and we should have got some uh, <laughs> flying carpets and things. But this is a really fun one. I've got some funky Aladdin legs here, uh, <laughs> and uh, you can actually have a Magic rad- carpet ride. Pretty incredible. Yes. Did, yes. Yeah, where, where did you find d- these assets, or how did you come up with this world?
0: Well, the world was mine. Um, I used to have a flying carpet that was kind of like stationary. And then Samwise came to me and said, I'll create you a magic carpet that actually flies. So Sam Wise put that together. So mm. once again, very, very talented MRE maker. And he created and um, found assets. I think he found them on Sketchfab and then just kind of put them together as an MRE. And... We made it so that as you cross over that circular magical-looking area, just as you cross over that, you magically have the carpet appear. Because we didn't want it to look like uh, like uh, in my Pirates of the Caribbean. As you the minute you enter, you have the pirate hat on, so it's just automatic. I wanted to be something a little more magical. So I discussed with Sam. I said, "Look, I don't want people to like either press a button and then have it come on. I didn't want it to be like wearing a hat. I want I want to come in like." Like magic so we came mm-hmm. with the idea of of as you come down the cave corridor and you make a left-hand turn and you see that circular magical like thing that it would just magically appear and you'd hear the kind of a magical sound and everything and people it just blows people away it just blows them away They're like oh my god i've got a magic carpet and yeah. so yeah you know, once again it's all about it's all in the production you know I, i'm always thinking if i'm going to create something i want it to be magical i want it to be Something more than just, you know, people just walking up to a mirror and clicking a button and go, Oh, look, I got a funny hat. Oh, look, I got sunglasses. I wanted it to have some meaning to it as, you know, as people came in. And the whole idea is to, you know, go find the lamp and everything. So I made sure that the lamp was uh, reactable so that you could pick it up and, and rub it. And as you see the lamp, you can actually see the blue smoke coming out of it where the genie appears and it has a beautiful blue sparkle to it. So the, uh, I, I, for the, all those little kind of touches to kind of give it more realism
1: yeah. so and, and, the, and, 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 and the magical element you have the you have the movie playing in the background you have the soundtrack playing and it really just mm-hmm. draws you into it and then you you choose cute moments from the movie that you sort of recreate in VR right so you, you go through the um, waterfall and then you're going through <clears> the, <throat> the hot spring and stuff like that so it is really yeah. uh, it does it's really immersive absolutely
0: yeah and did you, I'm assuming you found the, uh, the homage to Robin Williams.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so at the very end, you kind of see the, the little hidden area that it's just in love and memory of Robin Williams. And um, found, I found a fantastic picture of him uh, as the genie hugging Aladdin with tears coming down his eyes. And I thought, like, oh, my God, that's perfect. That is just absolutely perfect for, what I, for the feeling I wanted to convey as people come in there and see that. And how much, yeah, you know, we miss <clears throat> Rob Williams. Yeah, so
1: absolutely. Uh, talking, uh, talking about we were talking about the voices at the beginning. I mean, he was the one of the masters, if not the master oh, yes. of of personalities and voices and characters. He could yeah. just come up with so many. And in the movie Aladdin, he comes up with so many. I mean, a lot of that was improvised, oh, yes. right? Oh, they, yeah. they just gave him free reign. Yeah. I mean, he, most
0: of the time, he was not even working off the script. He was just going. He would just, like a machine, just, they turned him on and he would just do it. And yeah. he was such an
1: amazing talented man. Yeah, so, absolutely. Is that, that's what we missed. Uh, we're, we're, we've got a few more here. So if uh, almost at the last chance, if anyone has any thoughts or questions, Brian or stars, nice to see you. Great construct uh, Black Rose. If anyone has any thoughts or questions for Captain Jack, uh, almost uh, getting to the end here. And then if we're nice enough. He may take us on a small world tour. Yes. Um, finally, uh, your grand finale. I don't have too, too many photos. We're going to have to go and experience it for ourselves pirates of the caribbean ride you talked about the uh, kayaks that you have that you can slow down the stream Got the sort of the sound effects and the uh, I think mm. music as well, right? From the original.
0: Yes, ride. yes. Yep. Yeah. Yes. It's the the entire audio from the original. Oh, actually, not the actual the original ride, the up-to-date version with Barbosa and because the old right. the old version had Blackbeard, but the new version has Barbosa and it has, of course, Davy Jones in it. So there in the original, the original ride, there was no Davy Jones, and there's no Barbosa and there was no Jack Sparrow. It was just Blackbeard the Pirate and all the pirates and so on and so forth. But um, so, yeah, I found the new version. So I added, you know, uh, Davy Jones and Barbos on, on the ship and everything. So I always tell people with, with the ride as you go in, not a ride. Uh, OK, the, it, the attraction. <laughs> I'll mm-hmm. rephrase that. The attraction to take their time and go slowly because the audio goes with. What you're seeing so if you're very much take your time if you're familiar with the ride you get on you know, you'd, you'd enter the ride you get on the boat you go down the bayou you would see the blue bayou you would see the old guy where you hear the banjo playing and then you come up to the talking skull that tells you to you know kind of warns you about what's ahead of you and so on and so forth so i pretty much built it to scale so if you take your time going through it you will actually the audio and the visual will will match. So, and that, that's about the best way to describe it. So some people, they kind of rush through it and then they don't understand it. The audio is, they're way ahead of the audio because <laughs> they're rushing through it. So so once again, if you just take your time, because the whole ride takes about 12 minutes. So if you, if you just take your time and you're willing to spend 12 minutes to enjoy it, then you'll actually see the, uh, what, what visually is. And it's kind of funny because someone said, well, why can't you have, you know, why can't you ride in the boat? Because they were explaining to me that there's the the cove which is here in all space, and I explained to him that the boat is not moving. The world is moving. The world is yeah. moving towards you. That gives you the illusion that you're moving, which is the same thing on the the train, the um, the um, express, um, the Polar Express. Okay. And you're on the train. It looks like you're going really fast and transit. No, the train's not moving at all. It's a it's the world on a revolving wheel. That's going past the train, so the train just stays stationary. But you it gives the illusion, kind of like what we're seeing right here. We're, we're stationary, it, right? but but w- what's around us is moving towards us to make it feel like we're actually moving, you know, that direction. Same idea. That's right. right. But because I built right. the park scare being like scaled to the ride, there's twists and turns and everything. You you can't really do that. You're not going in a straight line. So mm-hmm. so once again, I just tell people just kind of float through the ride at a very slow pace, and you'll enjoy it much more it'll be much more yeah. better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, people forget that the Pirates of Caribbean movies actually was derived from the ride. Mm-hmm. From the, the ride, ride was yes. there for a couple of decades, right? And they yes. had been in uh, development with it for a long, long time until finally they came up with this movie that was inspired by the ride. So this is sort of yes. uh, the, the, the...
0: And it was kind of funny because every movie has, if you watch it carefully, has a reference to the ride. So, every, every time you watch them, you know, there, there'll be something in there that references the ride. Um, I think it was in the second movie, there's a scene where the, where the mayor's being dunked in the well on the island of Tortuga, which is the famous scene where the mayor's being dunked in the well. And of course, there's Giselle and, and you know, and Scarlet, uh, which actually Scarlet was part of the original parts Caribbean, the Redhead. And uh, which doesn't exist anymore. She, they actually made Scarlet into a pirate wench instead of a attractive woman that looked kind of like a, yeah, a, a woman of the night. And um, which they, you know, they removed because they said people were complaining about the white slavery idea and so on and so forth. And um, mm. that you can't sell women. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was like that for decades. The ride was built back in 1965. And it was like that all the way into the 90s when they decided, or I, I think it was even the early 2000, what it was, I can't remember when they were, they, they changed it. But they, they, instead of being a wench auction, they made it into a, uh, a bunch of people like auction off their own items, like paintings and things like that, that they wanted to auction off to the pirates, <laughs> which didn't make much sense, but they, th- they felt it made more sense than, than selling women.
1: Well, for sure. And it's 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 incredible that Disney, the happiest place on earth, even back then, was is, was so sort of blind and deaf to this stuff that now we look back at it and we're like, Oh my god, I can't believe that kids at Disneyland were going through a ride where there was women <laughs> being sold at an being auction. Being sold, place. yeah.
0: Very wild. So yeah. and you know, women being chased by pirates, but then they changed it to the women all chasing after the pirates like they're stealing food and you know, like chasing with a with a you know, whatever it is a, a rolling pins like that, you know, chase out the pirates they are stealing food instead of pirates chasing out the women trying to uh, molest them. And um, so, but yeah, everything's got to change, I guess. They want to be politically correct. And that's like I said, that's why they kind of got rid of the Jack Sparrow character for a while because he was being hit on inappropriately by women and men. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to single out the women because there were actually men that were hitting on Jack Sparrow too. So have to take, um, you know, go, go full circle. So, right. but that's why, that's, really- that's why I really enjoyed doing Beetlejuice because I never had to worry about that. Nobody ever had on Beetlejuice, which yeah. is a great character to have fun with. And, you know, I, you know, sneak up behind people, especially couples and, and then have like the boyfriend take loose of the, the girlfriend's hand or the wife's hand. And I would take her hand. We'd walk a good 50, 40, you know, 50, 60 feet before she realized she's holding hands with Beetlejuice. And, um, you know, so we just I just have a blast doing that at Universal. We had so much fun. Because, like right. I said, we had much more free reign, that whatever we wanted to do. And it, it was just a fun character. So that right. cool. was loved. during Halloween. I kind of like turned my my avatar into Beetlejuice. So that's always fun. I, oh, I that'll be so fun. Come here. And, nice. and, yeah, during Halloween, I played, you know, play the character and stuff. So it was a lot of fun. Hey.
1: Oh, well. So. <laughs> Great. So, so I guess, you know, we're, as we sort of wrap it up here, I always sort of like to ask, you know, you've, you've been here a while. You're, you're well uh, informed with all of the technical aspects of alt space and the metaverse and all of that. I'd just like to get your opinion about the future. Where do you think this is all headed? Where do you think, you know, uh, virtual reality and alt space are, are headed?
0: Well, I mean, I, I see this as within the next few years, even becoming even more realistic, uh, both avatars and both the environments and stuff because still environments are still a little bit cartoonish um, you know we're all trying to make the environments more realistic and more appealing to the eye um, but i really feel that soon the avatars will become so realistic it will look more like holograms and they'll get to the point where we can actually make our avatars be identical replicas of ourselves you know legs arms everything and because they already got the ability to bring holograms here into all space but they're not really able to you know um explorers of they're kind of like just located in one spot and you're just, you to just yeah just kind of stay where you're at but i really think sometime within the next few years that uh, that's going to change and alt space and all the other type of uh, social environments in vr is going to become more and more realistic where it'll get to the point where we don't have to leave anywhere everything will be right here in our headset and we can just experience everything without even leaving our own home Yeah, and that's being sociable, that's being going to different environments around the world and so on and so forth. It's going to just, the technology is just expanding so quickly. So that's the way I see it.
1: And I guess this year also we've got the uh, Oculus, but now called the Meta Quest. Uh, the high-end model is coming out, so that will expand mm-hmm. things as well. Um, although I don't know if AltSpace will ex- expanding with that because they like to stay on the, the base level with the mobile uh, even mm-hmm. accessibility. So it's sort of a, a mass appeal, uh, mass audience. But, but of course, it's got competitors now with Facebook Horizon and uh, also I guess now Meta Horizon. I don't know what they call it, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. It's it's curious to know, you know, there are higher end um, platforms that you can go to. Altspace seems to be the one that's trying to maintain um, usability for everybody. Um, But it's only a matter of time before the hardware gets better, which will make the software better, which will make the worlds better. It all depends on the technology, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so I wonder then what is next for you? What's, uh, what's up for either the voice guy, Captain Jack Sparrow, any other personalities you got in there we need to know about, uh, what no, are you planning just,
0: on doing? <laughs> um, hopefully once this kind of all blows over, I really, really, really want to get back to work much more seriously. Uh, cause like I said, I, I, and I'd say it because, you know, my wife and I both got COVID couple months ago. And I got over pretty quickly, but my wife, it's still hanging on with her, even though she's negative, but it's just, it, uh, it made after effects that just are not good. And Mm. it also makes it very hard for me to get kind of back into work again, because I've got to take care of so many things here at the home. Mm. But, um, but I'm still, you know, I'm still doing a lot of work and, and also still trying to come up with new ideas to create other Worlds for Disney, yeah. Other rides, I've had a few people ask me. Uh, one request was to do Small World. <laughs> I a oh, really mm-hmm. small world, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. And have to listen to that song over and over yeah. and over. again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, but they also the want me to kind of rebuild way. the. Yeah, they want me to rebuild the Haunted Mansion, which I'm really going to start putting a little more effort because I had the old the old one where you'd go in and you you the first room you enter is the stretching room. And uh, then you'd leave the stretcher room and go into another corridor, which would take you to like the ballroom area. So I'm going to start working on that one, and I want to also talk with Samwise about that and maybe come up with uh, uh, a doom buggy that would be once again like an MRE that you'd ride in continuously through the environment. So that's yep. that's something I'll be working on here real soon. And um, that's about it.
1: Sounds <laughs> like a lot. That's great. Yeah. Well. Uh... Yeah, so that's, that's really cool. And it, was, uh, it was really great having you here. I'm so Thank happy you. we could uh, have you on and hear all about your story and how you got involved in these worlds. And I'm definitely going to be watching Xanadu and looking for you. I want to see you dancing. <laughs> um, and maybe we'll have to have uh, with Celeste that you will have to get it out to Venice Beach and have a roller uh, derby uh, reunion or something like that. Take it out into the That'd be wonderful. So,
0: yeah. That would be absolutely wonderful.
1: Sounds like a great time. I hope uh, your wife uh, is feeling better. I hope you guys are yes. uh, recovering from COVID and I hope the whole world can get over COVID quickly and healthily and we can get back to real life. But I hope that we also don't forget this uh, this metaverse that's blossoming around us. And you know, uh, we will take some of this into our lives uh, even though we can you know, travel in the mm-hmm. meat space world as well. Yes, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right.
1: Cool. Well, uh, well. Thank you, and thank you, everybody, for teleporting into yes, this past Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us, virtual reality, uh, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching Inglorious technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, here at SimNationVR, and our Discord server. And join us next time for our special Friday morning edition. We interview another world builder named, I'm going to butcher this uh, because it's French, uh where he's going to be our world builders of all space 13. He's got some incredible worlds as well. Till then, stay plugged. by friends.